You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Blinden Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. The last time I spoke to you all, we talked about the NFC East rivalries. It was Rivalry Week on SB Nation, uh, our home, obviously. If you're not listening to BGN Radio, all of our podcasters, what are you doing? If you're not reading the BGN website, what are you doing? And coincidentally, that was recorded just before Washington decided to change their team name. In that podcast, I talked about how I... Washington needed to change their name. I'm not sure what they're going to change it to. Obviously, this season, it seems they will be called just Washington football team, which is, you know, perfectly terrible. I don't know what this organization is doing. Dan Slinger needs to get Daniel uh, Donald Sterling out of the league, obviously. But selfishly, from an Eagles fan perspective, I don't mind him being the owner of the team just because how poorly he runs that operation. But in reality, from an objective perspective, there's no reason he should be owning an NFL or any sports franchise. Now, I'm recording this. Uh, early Monday afternoon, July 27th, enjoying a nice aha citrus and green tea seltzer. I'm a little bit of a seltzer guy, uh, both non-alcoholic and alcoholic. The Obviously drinking for Monday early afternoon, drinking a non-alcoholic one it is the aha citrus and green tea, which at this point might be my favorite seltzer. Uh, it has 30 grams of caffeine in there, so I kind of bounce. I'm a caffeine chunky, obviously. You hear me on this podcast. I'm all riled up. Uh, so wake up in the morning. Uh, I got really into at Acme or wherever I guess you go, Whole Foods, I don't know. You can buy uh, pre-made iced coffee from Dunkin' or Starbucks, whatever. So I've been getting the you know black coffee, pre-made iced coffee from Dunkin'. I'm an iced coffee guy always. Um, even if it's 25 degrees out, I'd rather drink an iced coffee than a hot coffee. But now we're in this crazy heat wave, heat wave. So obviously I'm not drinking a hot coffee at o'clock in the morning. So wake up, pour myself a cup of that Dunkin' coffee around lunchtime. I'll crack open this caffeinated seltzer. It's great. It carries me through the afternoon. And then three o'clock, three 30, I'll have another cup of Joe just to balance things out and sleep deprived. That's, that's the, that's the life of a journalist, a media member, a sports personality, uh, I have a day job. I do all this writing. I do my newsletter. If you're not subscribing to that, what are you doing? Patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy uh, from Broad Street with Love newsletter. Just $2 per month. You get 20 newsletters per month uh, just for that $2 money through Friday. Talking Eagles, talking Sixers, talking Phillies. I actually don't know how much longer I'm going to be talking Phillies. If you saw today's news, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later in terms of the grand scheme of coronavirus as it relates to the possibility of sports in the coming weeks and months and possibly even year. So we have that going. And then I'll talk about pop culture, uh, big into sci-fi action, movies, TV shows. Uh, just rewatched Lost for the third time. I'm going to have to write about that. The 10th anniversary uh, of its series finale was a couple months back. So went full into Lost mode. Excited to watch the Umbrella Academy. 
season two just dropped on Netflix this past Friday. Uh, if you didn't see this first season, it was awesome. It's based on a comic book by Gerard Way, uh, famously the, the lead singer of the seminal band My Chemical Romance. One of my first concert I ever attended was a My Chemical Romance concert. So holds a special place in my heart. It's fun. It's kind of like X-Men. There's kids and they're grown-ups and they're dealing with their powers. Awesome show. But anyway, the reason I'm gathering myself here today to talk to you all is the recent announcement that there will be no preseason games for the NFL this year and for good measure. Uh, just for a safety perspective, there's no really reason to play meaningless games and uh, eventually might realize there's no need to play what we would consider meaningful games of the regular season. I think that's severely in jeopardy. But preseason games, no fans there. I didn't really like going to preseason games. As a season ticket holder, I have to pay full price for those tickets. So I'm paying 75 bucks to go to a game that's a fake game where it doesn't really matter. Players aren't trying. The coaches are, you know, Doug Peterson isn't unlocking his arsenal and tipping his hand in, you know, in a game in week two in August of the preseason. But it kind of sucks from the perspective of back end of the roster guys. You're Greg Ward's. Those type of guys who flashed Deshaun Hall previously, but he was since cut uh, over the weekend that I recorded this. But those type of guys, you know, those seventh rounders, those undrafted free agents, that's where they get a chance to shine. And not always are those guys the biggest difference makers in the world. And, you know, there are other players that are going to take their place instead. But just from a pure underdog perspective, from a pure Philadelphia perspective, it's hard not to root for those types of players. And it just sucks for them. Their NFL dreams are getting cut short when in reality, in a different timeline, a different season, a different year, you know, their careers could have gone a different way and it sucks for them. And I feel terrible. But at the same time, what are you going to do? You can't have these games right now. You might not even have to have the real games. And that truly hurts me. We'll have to see how it goes. No preseason games. And right now, I'm not really expecting there to be actual regular season NFL football. It pains me to say this. Imagine a year without football. It's like that Christmas movie, a year without a Santa Claus. Just make that a year without football and follow me around and how depressed I am. But within good reason, we saw over this weekend, if you're listening to this, you might be a general Philadelphia sports fan. I know we have Eagles fans all over, not only all over the country, but all over the globe, which is amazing, which is powerful, which is why we have such a fervent fan base and which is why, you know, I just love the passion this fan base oozes out of themselves. But anyway, uh, if you follow the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, Philadelphia's baseball team over the weekend, they kicked off their season. They played three games, went one and three. But the bigger issue there is that they played the Florida Marlins and 14 Marlins players tested positive for COVID-19. 14. And they all exposed all of the Phillies players and managers and coaches, you know, grounds crew, all of these people that go into baseball operations have now been exposed to the COVID-19 virus. And because of that, again, I'm recording some money. Tonight's Phillies-Yankees games has been canceled. They might have to stop, cancel every game tonight. Um, I don't know what's going to happen if an entire team, not only this, so the Marlins played the Braves and Phillies over the weekend. So not only do the Marlins have to quarantine, the correct measure would be for both the Phillies and the Braves to quarantine. So now you're in a 30-team league, and three of the teams can play right now. You're already doing a truncated schedule where things need to go as methodically and as perfect as possible to execute this schedule of 60 games in 70 days, 66 days, whatever it may be, to finish out this wacky, weird, almost asterisk MLB season. And we've only been in it for three games for Phillies fans, and it might be over for us. It might be over for the Phillies already. 
I think we, we made fun of the bubble in the NBA and the hub cities and the NHL saying it's so weird this, you know, make cracking jokes about players going outside the bubble to get, you know, get their their food delivered with Sean Holmes, Kelly Oubre, all these players in the NBA. You know, Lou Williams leaves uh, the bubble and goes to a strip club, Magic City in Atlanta. All of these things are wild. I mean, crack jokes make memes about it on Twitter. But it seems in reality, the bubble, not having a bubble is trouble. Looks like the NBA... Things are going pretty well over the first couple of scrimmages the league's had. Uh, the NHL hasn't had their, you know, end of the regular season seeding determining games before the official Stanley Cup playoff starts. But having them in hub cities makes me think that, you know, it's a little bit more likely that things can, things can go as smoothly as possible. Because when you add travel into the equation, there are so many variables and factors that go into that. So many more people being exposed and you can't fly on a plane. You can't transport that virus somewhere else. Players need to be quarantined. Teams need to be quarantined. And it's weird. It's kind of like anti-labor and kind of stringent and almost big brothery to have all these players forced into a specific location and having being on lockdown and have all these rules placed upon them. But it doesn't seem like having a standard schedule where teams are playing road and away games, traveling all across the country, no matter how few games they are playing. It's still going to be an issue. And again, we're just less than a week into the MLB season and this is already happening. And this just makes me even more pessimistic. It pains me to say that we're not going to get NFL football. I haven't had a non – no one's had a season without the Eagles their entire lives. I don't know what to do. My entire identity in a way is wrapped around being a Philadelphia Eagles fan. My livelihood – whether it's my checks I get from this podcast, my newsletter, all of these things I do that I talk and write about all darn day. I don't know what I'm going to do without football. But right now, unless things are, you know, they go into a bubble in Texas or Canada or London or something, I don't know what's going to happen. They can't have these players and teams and officials and staff members flying all across the country every week. I don't see how it's working. I'm not trying to be this reactionary person this person trying to like demand everyone wears a mask and people should be wearing a mask, but it just doesn't seem safe. It's it's just, I don't know what's going to happen. I won football so badly. I can't imagine a fall or a winter without Eagles football, but I don't think it's going to happen. At the very least, we won't have fans in the stands. And that sucks. I've been an Eagles season ticket holder for about half a dozen years, a little bit longer since 2012. And there's people that have had them for decades and decades. Uh, who've had them much longer than I have. And that experience, the tailgate, you know, I do those BGN sponsored tailgates. I have the flag up, you know, some of these great readers of our website, listeners to this podcast in particular, I've come through. I've met people from all across the country, met people from Philly, met people from Carolina, all of these different places. And it's such a magical thing, the shared experience of us, you know, it's a communion Eucharist thing in a way where we're breaking bread and, and drinking and just sharing in our love for the Philadelphia Eagles and not having that experience. That experience is so tied into my love of football to begin with. It's a, it's a family thing. It's a friendship thing. It's a communal thing. It's unity. That's what I love about the Eagles. And to not have that is terrible. And that's from the off-the-field perspective. That's how I feel as a fan. That's how I feel as someone who's so much ingrained themselves into the culture of Philadelphia Eagles fandom. But from a different perspective, I think things are going to be a little rough for the Eagles just in general with no fans in the stands. It's pretty obvious to all Eagles fans out there that during the Jim Schwartz era dating back to 2016, the Eagles have played, their defense specifically, have played much, much, much better 
at home than on the road. And, you know, most teams play better at home than on the road. But for the Eagles specifically, the splits are glaring. Just looking at last season, at home, the Eagles gave up on average of 5.7, 5.47 yards per play. Away from the family confines of the link, they gave up seven yards per play. Now talking about passing specifically, obviously for years, the Eagles cornerbacks and secondary have been much maligned uh, during the Jim Schwartz era. It looks like there are reinforcements in a way this year with Darrett, the big blockbuster trade for Darius Slay, his contract extension to keep him in Philadelphia for the next few years, a former all-pro player, a pro Bowl player, uh, clearly the Eagles' best cornerback since Asante Samuel himself. But going into the specific passing stats, the Eagles at home in 2019 allowed 6.4 yards per attempt on the road. They gave up 8.0 yards per attempt. Uh, at home, they gave up a QB rating of 81.2. On the road, that QB rating jumps all the way up to 98.3. At home, they gave up a completion completion percentage of 56.7%. On the road, that jumps all the way up to 64.7%. And then finally, at home, the Eagles only surrendered eight passing touchdowns. So basically one passing touchdown in the game. That's great. On the road, that number goes up to 18 passing touchdowns relinquished on the road. Not great, Bob. Not great. So besides all of the crazy logistical human issues that go around trying to have sports during a pandemic that has no end in sight, from a purely on-field perspective... The Eagles are at an even more disadvantage without that home field advantage. Yes, they will be at the link. Yes, they won't be as traveling the same way other teams do, but they won't have those fans there. And it's one of those crazy superstitious things like I'm at the game and when the other team has a false start, I did that. I forced them to call a timeout. I forced that incompletion. And that's just the nuts part of me. All our Eagles fans out there, all those people that attend games want to believe the things they do affect the on-field performance. We see that, you know, famously in the Super Bowl episodes of It's Always Sunny a couple of years back where Charlie needs to do, Charlie Kelly needs to do all his rituals in order for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And he eventually does them. And we see the video footage of you know, the Eagles strip sack and Tom Brady and, you know, they win the entire thing and all the characters go wild. But it goes from that. It's like your silver linings playbook type thing where you need to be doing the same thing in your house every week. You have your rituals. You have your superstitions. You need to go through them. On a side note for silver linings playbook, uh, a couple months back, I did an interview early the summer, late spring, an interview with uh, Matthew Quick, the author of the original silver linings playbook, talking about the movie adaptation, talking about the context of the original novel being an Eagles fan, mental health. If you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend you go check that out on the BGN feed. Search my Twitter account at Seamus underscore Clancy. If you're listening to this, why aren't you following me on Twitter? Do not already. Search me on Twitter. Look for search Silver Linings Playbook with my name in there. You'll find the podcast. Great listen about an hour. My favorite podcast I've ever done. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience? Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. 
Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or two million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. But going back to that home field advantage, that's not there. You know, it's going to be weird just having a football game with no fans. Or again, this is assuming that they actually play games, which at this moment in time, I don't expect them to. But let's operate on the assumption for the sake of this podcast, for the sake of the discourse. Imagine what would happen if there's no fans there. And it'd be so weird to watch a game from the comfort of my own living room, socially distanced, of course, that, you know, there's no crowd noise. And we've seen with some of the European soccer leagues, they pumped artificial crowd noise. And that's a little strange to me. I have, I'm not a big soccer guy, so I haven't really watched these games. Uh, from what I see on Twitter, they're obviously, you know, people on Twitter wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday to go watch Slab Hat get dotted or however people play soccer. I don't know anything about the sport. You know, they're screaming about you know, teams from 65 time zones away that they pretend they grew up in that neighborhood. But that's a different discussion. <laughs> and uh, you have in baseball now that have those cardboard cutouts that are in the stand. I think that's a little creepy. Uh, I can't imagine them doing that at the link. Just imagine watching an Eagles game and it's third down or any NFL game. It's third down and just quiet. So strange, right? Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown to Tyreek Hill. No, no noise. Carson Wentz scrambles for a first down and 38. No crowd noise. Darius Slay has a big time pick six. No crowd noise. Brandon Graham has another strip sack that Fletcher Cox picks up and rumbles and bumbles and stumbles into the end zone. No crowd noise. It's just strange. And I'm sure this goes for other fan bases and fans of other teams and other sports, but specifically for Eagles. We are such a raucous group. We carry ourselves with this swagger, with this demeanor. We're angry. We're mean. We're going to yell at the other team. We're going to yell at our fans. We're going to cheer. We're going to boo our players until they make a good play. And then we're going to cheer on them on like they've never heard a cheer in their entire lives. 
And we're not going to be able to experience that this year. And it's strange. And again, I want to take a step back. And obviously, this is a sports podcast. This is a football podcast. This is an Eagles podcast. Part of my livelihood is based upon talking about sports and writing about sports. Obviously, there are larger issues afoot of just the safety of the country, the safety of the human race, just the safety of your fellow human when it comes to this virus that we still don't have a vaccine for that we still don't know a ton about the long-term effects of, that we still don't really know how to contain because we're not containing it properly as opposed to the way some other countries out there have. And I understand that and I can be empathetic for that. But at the same time, I need football for personal reasons just because how much I love this team. And again, I want it to go on in the most safe fashion as possible. If they're not going to be able to do it safely and securely, I don't want it to happen. But at the same time, for me, your other podcasters that you like, whether on the BleeGN radio network or otherwise writers, we need football for our livelihood. And it's scary to think, again, from just my the one part of my brain that that lizard part of my brain that is obsessed with the Eagles, except obsessed with this fandom that we have. And I don't know what I'm going to do with without being able to have that three hours on Sunday where I'm watching the team and I'm locked in. The pregame rituals on Sunday in my apartment, getting food ready, picking up some food from the Reading Terminal, making cheesesteak dip, all these things that we love doing, whether your mom's making gravy and pasta and meatballs every Sunday, whether you're ordering hoagies or steaks, whatever may have you. It's going to be weird not to have those things, but even more so, it's weird and even a little scary to think what would happen if there's no football for me to write about, there's no football for me to talk about on this podcast. And it gets to a larger, and this is more specifically for me, but I'm sure other people can understand or see themselves in it a bit. It's kind of an identity crisis in a way. Who am I without the Philadelphia Eagles? It's weird. I don't I don't know. It's something I'm figuring out. And as the NBA gets back and we had that four months off, who was I? And I podcasted here and there during that, but I'm trying to amp it up more now. Who am I without sports? I'm a you know, I'm a guy from South Philadelphia. I have college graduate, went to a nice high school, lived with my wonderful, beautiful girlfriend, love reading comic books, watching sci-fi movies and TV shows. But so much of me is completely, completely intertwined with the Philadelphia Eagles. My relationship with my family members, my father, are completely intertwined with the Philadelphia Eagles. My friendships, the people I met in first grade and kindergarten, I've grown up with and been friends for two decades. Those friendships are irrevocably linked to my Eagles fandom, our shared Eagles fandom. My relationship with my friends I made in high school and college, these people I met uh, that I hadn't known that were from the area or even from different states who were Birds fans, that's a connection we now share. And while we had our own bits of friendship in college for other reasons, the way we met, the way we hung out, the things we did, the fun we had, an integral part of that is our shared love of the Eagles. And then even my girlfriend, I don't like to tell the story a million times because it gets a little annoying and uh, cliched, but uh, obviously I met my girlfriend at the Eagles Super Bowl parade. So our relationship, our, the identity of our relationship will always forever and ever and ever be tied to our, again, our shared Eagles fandom. And without that, who are we? Again, we're people who, two people who are in love, who live together, who have a fantastic relationship, a nice little apartment in South Philly, nice little life we've carved out for ourselves. But at the same time, who are we in the fall and winter without the Eagles? And it's a scary question. It's looking increasingly likely that this is a reality I'm going to have to deal with. And 
Eagles fans everywhere are going to have to deal with. And it's a shame. I've seen some things out there. I wanted to mention this before let you guys, let you guys, gals, however you identify, go. But the idea that there would be fans, there would be minimum capacity, like the Ravens let in 5,000 fans out of 60 or whatever. There's no way that's happening just in general from it's not feasible to have that many people at an event like this given the pandemic. But also, could you imagine if, let's say, the Cowboys are allowed fit like 10,000 fans in the stadium and the Eagles are allowed zero. That's a built-in advantage that I'm not going to stand for and I can't imagine any other people around the league are going to stand for. So while these leagues are saying, oh, we're going to have half capacity, then we're going to have you know a quarter and then just 5,000 people, blah, 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 blah. That's not going to happen. Know what the telltale sign is that there definitely aren't going to be fans in the game. There might not be games at all. NFL teams, big-time business owners, what do they love more than anything? Money. And as a season ticket holder, they offered me my money back for the tickets I already paid for for this season. If an NFL team is trying to give you back money, you know something is afoot and things are not going to turn out well. I actually rolled my tickets over for 2021. Who knows what will even happen with that season because we don't even know what's happening a month or so from a month and a half from now with a kickoff of the NFL season. It's strange. It's scary. It's something we're going to have to get through together. But from now till then, I will be guiding you guys through it on this podcast, as I've always been, being the voice of the fan base, being that irrational part of you that you might hide from Monday through Saturday, but on Sunday you let loose. Again, I'm Seamus Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. Check out my subscription newsletter, $2 per month, patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. Eagles talk, Sixers talk, pop culture talk. If you like this podcast, there's literally no reason not to subscribe to that. Just $2 per month. Like You could subscribe for $24 for the whole year. Just in retrospect, you're paying in two month, $2 per month increments. You would get what? Like 240-ish newsletters. That's close to 30,000 words you're getting for $24. Worthwhile investment, if you ask me. But again, check out all the other great work we're doing on this network. Kiss and Solak killing it as usual. BLG, Jimmy, two of the best beat writers, not only on the Eagles beat, but in the entire NFL beat, maybe of all sports writer beats. But again, just signing off. Quick little pod to catch you guys through this. Uh, I'm going to try to be coming back with some more pods next week. Have a couple things in the pipeline that I want to work with. I uh, have to formulate some more ideas, but I'm going to keep bringing you guys exciting content, content with or without concrete, real NFL games this year. Again, signing off, Seamus Clancy. Go Birds, everyone. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. 
So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.